Okay, so here's the big question. How are bariatric people who want to build consistency, who work out and who live a healthier lifestyle, how do we build long-term success and not regain weight post weight loss surgery? That is the question and this podcast is dedicated to figuring out the answer. Hi, my name is Zipporah and welcome to the Bariatric Confessions Podcast. It's water. So hello, you guys. I want to thank you so much, Zipporah, for inviting me to this beautiful um, intertwining of our community because it is sincerely necessary to have, and I've said in my videos before, that camaraderie, that family familial foundation of bariatric weight loss surgery. Um, we are a special group of people and 350,000 people join our group every year. And I think that that is remarkable. Um, I do start off all my videos, hello, my bariatric heroes and beyond, because I do have people who are not bariatric weight loss um, patients, but they have a friend of a friend or they just want to know more about our way of life. And so everybody is welcome. I don't care if you're losing weight the good old fashioned way, like I attempted to do a million times, um, or if you're a bariatric patient. But yes, my name is Tara. Um, Miss Texas um, is the platform on uh, TikTok, M-I-Z underscore Texas. And I started this kind of as a joke at work. <laughs> um, my coworker, Alexa, was kind of tired of me talking about my bariatric journey and my uh, journey to um, a tummy tuck after 14 years of weight loss. So to start in the beginning, um, I was not a plus size child, um, but I felt larger than everybody else in the room due to body dysmorphia. Um, <clears throat> and uh, I started to, to gain weight um, probably around middle school. And when I say gain weight, again, I was not a plus size child, but I remember being a size 12 in eighth grade. And then by my senior year of high school, I was a size 18. And when I got married in 1996, I was a size 1820. Um, and, uh, Carney Wilson was having bariatric weight loss surgery and was on Oprah. And I was like, <clears throat> hold on for one more day. Right. I was like, I love Carney and she's had weight loss surgery and I'd never heard of it. And my mom was a nurse and she was telling me about all the, um, stomach stapling and my cousin had experienced that. So my journey and inquiry started 10 years prior to me actually having the surgery. What surgery did I have? I had RNY gastric bypass surgery. Again, I had 10 years to plan for that. Um, WAP band was pretty much on the end of its life cycle 14 years ago when I had my surgery. Uh, stomach stapling was a thing of the past and gastric sleeve was still somewhat new. And with all of my research, why did I choose RNY gastric bypass surgery? I often talk about in my life, I have the disease of more. And I knew that I needed a physical repercussion because I was still gonna choose the foods that do not fuel our body. I knew I was gonna choose the chocolate cake, the mashed potatoes, the rolls. If I were to tell you, I know, I know every single one of you relate, going to Golden Corral Buffet, easily I would be there for three hours. I would down 13, 14 yeast rolls. Um, what I used to eat at Outback Steakhouse and I'm only 5'4 in my petite little body. Um, I just fed what I call my God-shaped hole and it was never ending. I never felt full. I never felt miserable. Um, and so 
that 10 year progression of me researching, it became more and more prominent that um, I needed uh, medical intervention. So uh, after several miscarriages, my first husband joined the military um, and all that entailed, um, I became more serious about having the weight loss surgery. Unfortunately, our marriage ended and I was working at T-Mobile and I had Cigna insurance at that time. And a couple of people in the call center had bariatric weight loss surgery and it became a reality. It was no longer me having to depend on my husband's insurance. It was something that I could do. And I jumped on it. I researched the physician. I ended up not even using a physician there in Kansas where I was living. I was living in Wichita, Kansas at the time. I actually used my best friend who had had the surgery a pre year prior uh, in Norman, Oklahoma. So I went down to Oklahoma Weight Loss Options and it was a six months. And in that six months, I gained 11 pounds <laughs> uh, because of the food funeral because I have the disease of more and I wanted more food. And I really thought that this was going to be a death sentence. I was never going to be able to, to, to be romantically in love with food. Um, and I thought I was going to, you know, I went on a cruise, gained weight. Um, but essentially, uh, November 8th of 2008, I drove down to uh, Norman, Oklahoma and, and had the surgery and my life forever changed. And it changed very quickly. I knew I was going to have the liquid diet, et cetera. At that time, unjury was the only protein that you could get. You couldn't get regular protein powders. And up until recently, just the word unjury would make me cringe. So when I joined this, this TikTok and I found out about Fairlife, I'm like, well, I'm going to try it, right? And I fell in love with it. I recently found devotion in the last week. So people new to their journey are experiencing so many things. Why did I have bariatric weight loss surgery? Um, I was tired of being plus size. I was tired of wearing my husband's shirts. I was tired of not being able to be feminine. My, in my brain, I look like a 1940s pinup model. And unfortunately, my body was more not that way. And when my first husband asked me to divorce and he told me that he didn't love me, he wasn't attracted to me, um, I was putting all of my self-love into somebody else's vision of me. So when my second husband loved me as a plus size person, he did not want me to have weight loss surgery, but I had already started the process when we started dating. And I continued that process. Uh, one week post-op, I was cooking for him and I was cooking a cream cheese chicken shredded inside of a croissant, uh, you know, the Pillsbury one where you pop the can open and I cooked him and the, the overwhelming need to ingest that bread was all consuming. <laughs> Uh, so one week post-op, I did have a half croissant, and that was my very first experience with dumping syndrome. And as the solidified dough came up, I was so thankful that my body reacted the way that I wanted it to react. I needed a negative repercussion for making not healthy choices. Um, my love of food has never changed. I do everything in moderation. In fact, because I eat such petite portions at this point, even 14 years later, can I eat a cup, sometimes even two cups of food? Absolutely, but I prioritize my proteins. But I knew very early on that proteins was where it was at. So I started incorporating things that I never thought I could. I hated yogurt at the time and Yoplait 
was really the only yogurt, but then I did Foyer and I added uh, stevia sweeteners and eventually Cherini syrup. And now of course I found Jordan skinny syrup. And so I've just really manipulated, I eat fish now, which prior to surgery, I never ate fish. And so I've really learned to fall in love with food again and in a much more um, healthy relationship way. Um, and taste buds do change. Again, I do hate seafood or I did I couldn't even stand catfish and now I can't I can't get enough um I would say and I know that it's I touch on it quite often um mental health is absolutely got to be primary when you're going in this journey the reason I say that is because um your whole relationship everybody your work environment, you have to figure out and toe the line being around work relationships, your spouse, if y'all were dating and y'all fell in love over food and that is no longer your primary source of entertainment, you've got you've to figure that out and make sure that you still love your husband without a meal in front of you. Um, and then uh, what I consider now my passionate platform is uh, transfer addiction and specifically alcoholism. Um, so I had surgery in November of 2008, uh, April of 2009, my father passed away in a drunk driving accident. And uh, one month later, I was out with coworkers, which is something I never would have done as a plus size person. But having lost 80 pounds, I wanted to go bowling and have a great time. And a coworker, um, somebody bought her a Jaeger bomb. And I jokingly was like, oh, this is a memory of my father. And I took that Jaeger bomb and um, it was euphoric. Um, and I was chasing that ever elusive uh, relaxation of my brain. Uh, part of my disease of more is my brain never shuts off. Um, and so there's a lot of mental health that goes with it and uh, trauma from my childhood and being uh, poor and not having food. There's a lot of things that came into it. And since food was no longer my uh, way to manage my every emotion, um, it became alcohol and everybody drinks. And um, I will tell you the progression that it happened for me was um, I had that drink in May. Uh, by the end of June, I was at the liquor store every day buying Jaeger. July, August timeframe, I went, was going home at lunch and drinking Jaeger from the freezer. And my coworker said, I can smell Jaeger on your breath. And within a month, my friend was telling me about um, Tito's vodka. And so I was like, well, Tito's doesn't have a smell. And at the time I was mixing it with cranberry. And uh, then it was like, well, I don't need those calories because I had lost all this weight and I look fantastic. And I just, just give me that, just give me the, the, the vodka straight with a lemon wedge because you know, that's healthy. <laughs> if you're looking for a bariatric community where you can find motivation and advice based off of experience and just a place to vent, then guess what? I have the perfect place for you. I have a Facebook group. It's called Barry Successful. If, you, if you're listening to this on Spotify, go to the description section and you'll see a link and click that link and it'll take you right to my Facebook group. And join the community where we are supportive and motivating and sharing our journeys in hope of inspiring others. All right, let's get back to the episode. And then it went to hiding the liquor and essentially it destroyed my life in the best way. 
When I say that is um, I drank from 2009 till I got sober in 2016. Um, and at that point, everything that I had learned with my bariatric weight loss surgery and my mental health recovery and now had to be put in full force in me recovering my relationship with alcohol and or purging it from my life. Um, transfer addiction is real. If you're not speaking to someone or if you think you may personally have an issue with it, and we know that, I say we know, some y'all don't. So transfer addiction is when you take away food as your everyday feeling, is it shopping? Is it gambling? Is it sexual addiction? Is it anything that you use in, in excess to avoid your daily routine of life? If you're choosing that something rather than dealing with something in your life, um, it can destroy you and it could put you to your rock bottom. Um, but uh, I am coming up on six years sobriety, November 21st, and I will make it to that day. Um, but today I have today, right? Amen, right? And um, so I did, I know, I'm going to touch on this briefly because I know I'm running out of time, but um, so people talk about uh, weight gain, uh, regaining the weight after bariatric weight loss surgery. And my smallest weight was 139 pounds. That was not a good weight for me. I looked emaciated at that point because I wasn't working out. It was literally just losing all of my, um, and I just had adipose tissue left. Um, and then I had that rebound weight gain, that five to 10% that they talk about. And I sat at 145 to 155. And when I incorporated alcohol into my life, depression, anxiety, and making wrong food choices, I ballooned up to, I've been saying 202 pounds, but I found my arrest record today and it said 205 pounds. So you're going to be saying some, some language change in my videos. So I gained back up to 205 pounds. And when I got sober and I omitted alcohol from my diet, I went down to about 188 pounds and then started working out, moving my body, got down to about 177, trained for a 10K in Savannah in 2018. And I really just kind of sat between 165 and 175. And I said, that's, that's not where I'm supposed to be. And so I incorporated 90 to 110 grams of protein, drank 100 ounces of water, moved my body 10,000 steps a day, uh, and ate under 20 net carbs in a day. And my body is the healthiest it's ever been. And utilizing all of those positivities in my life. Uh, oh, just so you know, I did go crazy at the end of November 16 and I thought that my liver was exploding in my belly and I lost my mind. Uh, but I, they did a barium swallow test because I kept talking about the, everything that was going on in my abdomen uh, with bariatric weight loss surgery and my stomach did not stretch. So uh, it did not, I was just eating um, awfully. Uh, and so anyway, so I, um, in, a, in about 140 pounds, and this year I was gifted with um, a tummy tuck surgery. And so I had a tummy tuck July 11th. And uh, when I was gifted this surgery, the person who, who gave me my dream come true, he said, Tara, I can't imagine looking in the mirror and still seeing 250 pounds and not realizing everywhere that you've come from. So here, have this money, go lose weight or don't gain the weight back. I think is what he said. He was intoxicated, bless his heart. He said, don't gain the weight back, but I'm so proud of you. And I want you to see in the mirror what we see. And that was the greatest gift anyone could have ever given me and not for vanity purposes, but you all know that when you lose weight and you have that, that extra skin that you carry, that is an absolute reminder of all the, the, how you deprived your body of health for so many years. It was, it was, I used to call it my battle scars, but, um, 
it, it, it was mentally draining for me and um, I'm not in a bikini every day, um, but I am going to be 47 in December and look at this body, right? So I'm still a little thick, but I am so proud of where I've come from and I will scream to the rooftops that this surgery saved my life. Polycystic ovarian syndrome, uh, borderline um, sleep apnea. Uh, I was pre-diabetic, um, all of those things. I knew that I was on a trajectory to death. And so um, do I recommend the surgery for everybody? No, but if you can do it and you're strong enough and you get the mental health work, you can do it. So that's my story. Oh my God, I'm a clap. <laughs> You are amazing. You are amazing. If you guys have any questions for Tara, drop them into the chat now. So I wanted to see if I can ask you maybe a follow-up, one or two follow-up questions. Please, absolutely. Thanks for addiction, just in case anybody on here, you know. Um, so are you in therapy now or is it like, I don't know, is it that done? Is a, <laughs> that is a great question. I'm not currently in therapy uh, for well, I'm lazy and financial <laughs> reasons. Um, but let me tell you, when you go to rehab <laughs> and you are uh, meeting with a therapist on a daily basis and sometimes three times a day. And then after I got sober, I was in AA and therapy and group therapy. And I did a lot of soul searching. Um, and now my therapy is, um, you know, and again, I, this, is, this is my recovery, is, is uh, Christianity-based. And um, I have a fantastic support system and I utilize them tremendously. I don't speak about that uh, as much. I do bring my religion into my TikToks, but I don't want to scare anybody away. <laughs> but, um, but no, I'm not currently in therapy, but I do the therapy work every day. And sometimes in my TikToks, when you see my little three minute videos, that is my rehearsing of what I've done in therapy for many years. That's no, awesome. Thank you for the that's question. No, no, that's really good. And it's still important. Like however you get that, have that outlet, whether it's religion or therapy or whatever it is, you have to find something. I learned re recently, like understood that when I had a conversation with um, Amber Boyd, she's a therapist. Um, she did a podcast for me, with me. And um, she just, her information, she had bariatric therapy too. I mean, bariatric surgery too. And she just opened up my eyes to, understanding the necessity behind it because I didn't think like I didn't think it wasn't necessary or was necessary I just you know I'm just trying to work through my own stuff myself and she opened up my eyes to understanding how um essential it is after you have weight loss surgery so and, be and before oh she's here hi Amber <laughs> I will say a therapist is um how I came I coined the term the disease of more because sitting there, we were talking about how I have obsessive compulsive eating and how I process, how, I mean, so again, so I open a bag of Doritos, I eat all the folded ones because they taste the best. I eat all the whole ones because they're beautiful. And then I feel bad and shameful for the crumbs and I end up eating the entire bag. Now, my name is Tara. And so I terrorize a bag of chips. And then we were just talking about you know, how I want more sex, I want more, whatever there's more of. And she goes, you have the disease of more. And I'm like, oh, that's what I have. And so that's why a therapist helped me coin that term. Like it, it, you know, you say that you have, hi, my name is Tara. I'm an alcoholic. Hi, Tara. I'm a, you know, I'm an overeater, but this entails everything. I want more. So. 
Mm, that's that's good because I, I was wondering how you came up with that but that's that's really good I really appreciate you being on here yes. you are amazing absolutely amazing um if you can stick around you know just in case yes. anybody have any questions if not if not it's okay too like whatever you want to do yeah. I'm not yeah, you know, I'm here. I really appreciate you so much and I absolutely love you and I'm so glad you got that that gift um that you know that you wanted for the 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 tummy yeah. thing when I saw that like your whole journey I can't even stop talking about you but your whole journey to me is just like so inspiring and um yeah. I know you are helping a lot of people just just by sharing your everyday even when you're frustrated and even when you're upset and you make the video and like I get I get sassy I do <laughs> So, cause you need sass in your life. Okay. It's okay. <laughs> I really well, well, I, I'm happy to do it. And, and I'm happy to answer anyone's questions. And I, I do have like 104,000 followers, but I will 100% answer every DM. And if there's a question in the comments, I try very hard to answer those questions. So please do not hesitate to reach out to me. She's awesome. You guys. Thank you, Tara. You're so welcome. my love. Hey guys, thanks for listening. If you've enjoyed this episode, make sure you take a screenshot and tag me on Instagram, TikTok, or even in my Facebook group and let me know what you liked about this episode. Oh, and please, please rate and review my podcast. I really, really appreciate it. Don't forget to come back tomorrow for another episode of Bariatric Confessions. I hope you have a very successful day.